If the Chargers want to pull an upset against the Chiefs on Sunday Night Football, Justin Herbert has to light up a questionable Kansas City secondary. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Lockdown Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer. And we've been covering the Chargers together now for six seasons, but this is our fifth season as a host of the Lockdown Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys so much for making us your first listen today. And as always, to make sure you never miss the show, go subscribe to the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and also follow the show for free on all platforms, wherever you get your podcast from. But David, today we're going to lay out the game plan for how the Chargers can pull off the upset against the Kansas City Chiefs. And if anyone saw my prediction yesterday, you just know I know that I think they're going to lose, obviously. But I feel better about it today. I think there's more positive signs today, and obviously I think there's some more negative signs, I think, for the Kansas City Chiefs. But we're going to get into why Justin Herbert, being Justin Herbert, is going to be so important in this one and potentially torching a Kansas City secondary that is definitely there to be taken advantage of, but who will the weapons be for Justin Herbert? So we're going to talk about that as well. And then defensively, stopping the big plays and slowing down Patrick Mahomes is always the first thing. And of course, Travis Kelsey with their wide receiver situation injury-wise. And then we'll get into our bold and our game predictions. Can Mike Williams be my bold prediction this week? We don't even know if he's going to play, but I mean, it almost works every single time. But today's episode is brought to you by Simply Safe Home Security with Fast Protect technology, exclusively from Simply Safe 24/7 monitoring. Agents capture evidence to accurately verify a threat for faster police response. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Visit simplysafe.com/lockedonnfl to learn more. All right, David. Well, this one, stop me if you've heard this before. It has a lot to do with Justin Herbert whether the Chargers are going to win this game and. This is an opportunity for him to go up against a secondary in a defense where the way he's been playing lately, right, and the actual opponents he's going up against feels like he has a good matchup, and it feels like they need him to be that Justin Herbert in this game. Absolutely, Daniel. Justin Herbert has to be the man in this one, and fortunately for him, this is a great matchup for him to do that. I think there is a lot of vulnerabilities for him to exploit in that Kansas City Chiefs secondary. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, I think with that, you look at that Kansas City secondary, I mean, it's questionable. I mean, I think they're young guys that played pretty dang good. I mean, honestly, I don't know how much more you could expect from rookies like Trent McDuffie. And you also have Josh Williams, who, I mean, Chris Clark made it seem like he's going to be getting a lot of Mike Williams. I think advantage Mike Williams there. But I think he's played way better than most day three picks you usually get at that position. Specifically, Trent McDuffie's, a, you know, a first round pick. So that's not a huge surprise there. But those are still young guys that can be taken advantage of. I think they have below average safety play as a whole. So I think there's definitely some opportunities there. And even someone like Legereus Need, who has been really good and has rushed the passer 41 times this season, which I thought was kind of crazy so far. So they're using him all over the place, but he's been up and down for sure. So I think there are opportunities for Justin Herbert and maybe we'll see some primetime Justin Herbert. And it feels like with the Chargers defensively, and I think their own question marks, right? It feels like the Chargers had to put up some points in this game. They definitely do, and we know the Kansas City Chiefs can score points in an absolute fury, so the Chargers yeah. have to make sure that they take advantage of all of their offensive possessions, and they need touchdowns. They need touchdowns in this game. I want them to be aggressive in this game as well. I mean, if there's an opportunity to go for it on fourth down, this game is you know pretty much 
as important as it's going to get for the rest of this season for yeah. if the Chargers want to legitimately continue to think that they have a chance in the AFC West, they have to get this game. So it's all hands on deck. Yeah. It's all aggressive. It's all go for it. There is no tomorrow. That's funny because one of mine is be great on fourth down. And it's just because Brandon Staley is going to go for it. And that seems yes. like a given in this matchup. The one time Brandon Staley has beat Patrick Mahomes, right? They beat the Chiefs without Mahomes last year. But the only time he's, or no, I mean the year before that, but last year, the one game they did win out of the two, they went for it late in the game to put the game away. And that's why the Chargers ended up winning that game. They yeah. get an interception on Mahomes on that final drive. But they needed to be aggressive, and they were. In the last game, they went for it four times on fourth down. So, like, fourth down conversions are going to be attempted by Brandon Staley in this game, and that's probably going to go a large way as far as what ends up happening and what the outcome is. If they can convert on those fourth downs, I think they're going to give themselves a chance. But if they're going to go for it, if they do lose out on a couple of those possessions, that could easily change the game, right? So I think the fourth down is going to be huge. And I think just who is going to be on the field is probably going to be the biggest question going into this one, David. And I think that's why today I feel a little bit more confident than I did yesterday, because at least today now we've seen these guys practice in back-to-back days. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Trey Pipkins, and Gerald Everett. That's a great sign. I said yesterday, and I still kind of feel the same. Like with Keenan Allen, I know the comments. I know he feels like he's ready to play. He said, hey, if it was right now, I'd say yes. Seems like just body language and just that what he's actually saying. I mean, it seems like he's more confident. It seems like he's more optimistic for this one. Mike Williams wants them both to play in this one. But it's still hard to be 100% confident. If they do have those guys, though, it's a totally different game. And I mean, I would give the Chargers a great chance, especially considering the issues that Kansas City is dealing with as well. Yes, this is a Kansas City Chiefs secondary that has allowed a passer rating over 100, has allowed 19 touchdowns, and has only been able to get three interceptions. So this is a defense and a secondary that can be had. And it's not just a secondary. It's also in the middle of the defense, too. The linebackers, you know, they're good in run support. I'll give Bolt. I like Bolton. He's a good young linebacker. But in, in pass coverage, no, he's not. It's not. He's not there, unfortunately. 30 receptions on 32 targets. 243 yards okay gay jr 22 receptions on 23 targets so they are a huge liability in pass coverage if you're able to single them up on a guy like gerald everett if he plays in this game he should have a fantastic matchup and they should have a really good ability to be able to carve up the middle of that defense yeah i agree with that for the most part i mean both those guys are athletic nick bolton i think is a guy you you know, try to go at at your own risk at certain times, right? Because you can give up receptions on a screen pass, right? And that's a reception yeah. you allowed, and you can blow it up for negative five yards, right? So sure. I think the biggest thing, though, is they're very aggressive and they're very fast. What that means, though, is you can get yourself out of position. You can be had in that sense because you can overrun the play, right? And you can be too quick somewhere and then get beat over the top on play action or whatever the case may be. That is something they'll have an opportunity to do in this one. And to me, another big thing is just Joe Lombardi, he can't play it safe. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that, I think that's the safest way to say it. I mean, he can't turtle, right? There can't be just first down runs, first down runs, right? It's throw to set up the run. Yes. Because if you get Justin Herbert in these bad situations against a defensive coordinator like Steve Spagnolo, you're playing right into their hands. So don't just do the, you know, first and 10 run. There will be chances to run. The Kansas City Chiefs, from what I've seen, I mean, and just what the numbers are, they're an average run defense, right? Yeah. Joe Lombardi is going to have to answer some punches in this game. The last thing I want to see is the Kansas City Chiefs, right, scoring before halftime, scoring after halftime, and then Joe Lombardi comes out, runs the ball on first down, the Chargers go three and out. And that's how the game has gotten away from some of the teams that the Kansas City Chiefs have blown out. 
Yeah, it, yeah, that's how it starts, right? You just get the ball back. You can't do anything with it. And all of a sudden, they're back down the field for another touchdown. So Joe Lombardi has to be aggressive in this game. And the edge rushers specifically for Kansas City aren't that good. Obviously, Chris yeah. Jones is someone that is going yeah. to get pressure. But you feel better because Corey Lindsley, like we talked about, is going to be in this one. And that totally changed that second half, right, David? Oh, that yeah. totally changed it. Completely. In this one, I think they'll have some opportunities to take some shots. I don't think, especially yeah. if they get Trey Pipkins back, like – there's no excuse for this offense to look anything close to what we've seen in some of these terrible games, including the second half against the 49ers. Yeah, hopefully you have all your weapons for the first time yeah. pretty much in the entire season. You got a Keenan Allen out there. Hopefully you got a Mike Williams out there. You got a Gerald Everett out there. You have you know the semblance of what your best offensive line is going to be. This is a game where the Chargers should be, if they have all their guys, should go out there and put the balls to the wall. You know, this is one where they got to go Allen's out there. gonna play? I do say Keenan Allen in that. Yeah, I think Keenan's going to play. I, I mean, just from everything I've seen, I mean, I know he's not going 100 percent in the, in the videos that have been posted on social media, but he looks good and he's in good spirits, too. So the one thing, you know, I hope that he's actually healthy, though. You know, don't th this isn't a situation to where you can push it because, you know, he could be gone for the year. If something happens, another setback happens at this point. So you've got to be 100 percent confident. But, hey, this is the game that if you know you got to go for it you know you need all all hands on deck you need everybody available to be able to go out there and get this one, one last kind of parting gift here um justin herbert needs to be ready for the batted passes this is a team that has 13 batted passes in this game so or excuse me during this season and they're very very good at that so justin herbert needs to be aware of that yeah, and it's something that happens way too much, and a lot of it's timing and you know play calling and predictability, and that's played a part in it too. And some of it's Justin Herbert as well because it is a little bit avoidable at times. It's going to be big. I mean, and something like that can derail a drive. And I mean, this is a game where you can't allow a single drive to go to waste. You have to be yeah. productive in this game with the offensive possessions you get because Kansas City is probably going to get there at some point, right? So we're going to get into the defensive side as well because the Chargers will have to slow Patrick Mahomes down again. Talked about it a little bit yesterday, but keeping him in the pocket getting off the field on third down. These are all things the Chargers are going to have to do if they want to pull off the upset in prime time on Sunday night. But first, I need to tell you guys that the holiday season is here, and the last thing that you want to do is shop in the mall on Black Friday. That used to be a fun thing to do. It's not anymore, right? Stay on your couch, stay in your underwear, and shop the Black Friday specials at Tommy John's because Tommy John's is the underwear that you're going to love so much it's going to become your favorite pair of underwear. And the nice thing about Tommy John's is it's kind of like an offensive lineman in a certain sense where it's like if you're not talking about them a lot, it actually means they're doing a, a fantastic job and you're not ever complaining about your Tommy John underwear, right? The last thing you want to do is have some uncomfortable underwear. You're always trying to adjust. There's never a good time to adjust your underwear in any setting, really. It always looks bad. Get the underwear you don't need to adjust. Get the underwear that's just right. And with over 18 million pairs sold, giving Tommy John has become one of the best holiday traditions. 97% of women love getting a gift from a Tommy John. And I think for Christmas, that's one of those things. I like getting underwear now. If you're going to give me a great pair of underwear, I'm actually going to be really happy about that at Christmas time as opposed to when I was a kid and it was like the worst thing ever. Get Tommy John's for your loved ones, for the men in your life, for whoever in your life, get Tommy John's. And right now, guys, you can even save with the biggest Black Friday sale that they have right now, 30% off site-wide at tommyjohn.com slash locked on, 30% off everything at tommyjohn.com dot com slash locked on tommy tommy john dot com slash locked on c site for details all right well we talked about the offensive side of things and I, that's going to be important because i think the chargers have to keep up i don't see the chargers defense holding the kansas city offense to 13 points in this game right especially with no joey bosa because 
even though the Chargers get Corey Lindsley back, right, and they didn't have him for that second half in the Week 2 matchup, you also had Joey Bosa, right, in that great defensive performance. They only gave up 20 points in Week 2, besides the pick six, obviously, that put them at 27. And that pick six was a big play that totally killed the game, really, for the Chargers. I mean, it that did. was basically it for the Chiefs at that point. That's what changed the entire game. It gave all oh, the yeah. momentum to the Chiefs. And I think defensively, it's a similar key for me, David, because the one thing that we also saw decide this game for the few, you know, good Kansas City possessions offensively that they had in that first game, there was the 52-yard run by Clyde Edwards-Hilaire that basically iced the game because it put him in field goal range, and it was just brutal and just another body blow at that point. Yeah. And then the 41-yard touchdown to Justin Watson. Justin Watson over, you know, J.C. Jackson and Azir Attaway in. If you were going to take one takeaway away from last week, David, it was at least they did a better job putting a roof over it, right? Not yeah. giving up those big plays. They gave up a lot of plays, but it wasn't a ton of big plays, especially against in a very, very explosive offense where a lot of those dudes can take it to the house. They need that kind of same approach this week. Absolutely. No explosive plays do not help out an offense that can strike at any time. You just don't do that. Make this extremely difficult. Yeah, make them dink and dunk and and use utilize that horizontal passing game all the way down the field. Do not let them get the explosive pass play, which they absolutely can, and we know that. Now, in this game in particular, you know the Kansas City Chiefs wide receiver core is very, very injured. So who's going to be the target? Travis Kelsey is going to be the target. He's yeah. going to be the main guy that you have to make sure does not beat you because – they're injured, and Travis Kelsey is fantastic. And, of course, you're going to see a lot of Derwin James on Travis Kelsey, like Daniel brought up in the crossover yesterday. But it's not just going to be Derwin James. It's going to be Michael Davis. It's going to be a concerted effort, and it's going to have to be a group effort to be able to stop that guy because we know he's one of the most dangerous offensive players in the NFL. In the last game they played in week two, Travis Kelsey had five catches for 51 yards. It doesn't feel that. like that'll be enough for them this week. Yeah, given their injuries, right? Exactly. Like, if you like Darius Tony rack up 200 yards or something after getting shipped off from the Giants, I'd be very upset. But like, yeah, he is obviously their best weapon. He, he's the number one option by far. Derwin James is going to get a piece of it. And it's nice because you actually have someone like Derwin James. Yes, because a lot of teams don't. And the no. time that you need to look for him the most is third downs, because that oh, yeah. is another reason that the Chargers were really in that game in week two. And the reason they should have won in week two is because they did such a good job against the best third down team in football with yeah. the Kansas City Chiefs. They held the Chiefs to four of 12 in the first game on third downs. And I like you said, you know, you need calculated pressures, right? Yes. That's that's what's going to take in this one. I mean, it's hard to you can't really blitz Patrick Mahomes in that sense because he usually will make you pay for it. You're better playing coverage. You're better playing main coverage sometimes, yes. too. He struggles with the times. Yeah. But a couple of third down stops in the red zone, that maybe changes this whole game. And, and we talk about it. You know, it's such an underrated part of it. And the Chargers have been to bend, don't break at times, right? They got off of yeah. the field in the red zone last week. But they also gave up a couple of touchdowns last week in the red zone that they shouldn't yeah. have given up as well. And that, you know, getting off the field on third downs, getting – Stealing those possessions away from Kansas City is going to be so good. They did a good job of doing it in the first one, in the first match of the season. They need a repeat performance of that because that is one just ultimate neutralizer. And last week, they were not getting off the field on third downs. And I think that ultimately, you know, cost them the game in some sense. 
It absolutely did, and it was so frustrating to watch because and the offense not scoring a single point in the second half. Well, yeah, I mean that that obviously (laughs) compounded that and made that a lot worse. But on defense, it sucks because you see them do what they need to do on first down. You see them do what they need to do on second down, and then when it comes to third down, when you really need them to do what they need to do, they don't do it, and then they stay on the field, and then they get tired out. That can happen against this offense, too. So when you get them in those advantageous third and long situations defensively, you have to get after it. And I like what you said about designer blitzes and picking your shots. When you do pick your shot, go after Andrew Wiley, the right tackle. The right take is definitely the vulnerability of this offensive line. He's given up six sacks this season. That's a lot. You know, that's quite a lot here in the middle of the season. That's, you know, again, Patrick Mahomes is really good. He's really good at extending the play. But when you come after him, go ahead and throw all you all the confusion that you can after the right tackle, get him off his spot and go get him. Yeah. And I mean, that's the tough thing about the whole Travis Kelsey of it all. Right. Because, I mean, I think there's some times in this game where you just bracket Travis Kelsey with Mm -hmm. whoever. And you send Derwin James after Patrick Mahomes. Derwin James has been the one guy that can consistently track him down in the backfield because it's not enough just to get there against Mahomes because six sacks allowed by Andrew Riley means that he's almost probably gotten Patrick Mahomes sacked like 25 times. And the rest of the times, you know, (laughs) Patrick Mahomes has just been a magician, you know? Yes. But that's another huge part of this game is keeping Patrick Mahomes in the pocket. That's one of the things they did really, really well in the first matchup. And that's something that is huge because there was no out of the pocket you know, broken plays that turn into huge plays. plays. Yeah. The one Justin Watson, but he stepped up in the pocket and ended up making it right. But they did such a good job of containing him. Guess how many scrambles that Patrick Mahomes had in the first matchup, guys? How many times have we seen Patrick Mahomes scoot, do his weird little run, and get a first down on third and nine, right? And it's just brutal because the coverage is perfect. And and there's nothing more demoralizing than that. And I feel like he gets the Chargers every time a couple games of that. Mm -hmm. He had zero scrambles in the first game. Zero. The Chargers did not let him run the ball a single time. He had two kneel downs for a negative one yards at the end of the game. Yeah. He did not scramble a single time. And I think that was a huge, that's what you want. huge part of it because that's, I think, also, you know, what helps you not give up those big plays, even though they did give up big plays in the first matchup. Yeah. But doing that without Joey Bosa around this time is going to be hard because that dude has been so good at containing guys and he's such a solid edge. The edge has been a huge question for the Chargers. So, like, that still part is up in the air, but that's a huge key for me in this game. Oh, definitely. You have to keep Patrick Mahomes in the pocket. That's but that's why you don't blitz this guy, because he's so good at it. He's so good at feeling it. He's so good at seeing it and just moving subtly in the pocket and creating after, you know, you know, after he has to move off his spot. It's just imperative that you keep him in the pocket. You restrict those running lanes and you make him have to sit there and make the perfect throw because he will try to throw up and he will trust his arm a little bit too much at times. And the Chargers have to make him pay. If you can get a turnover or two in this game, it is going to help tremendously in your effort in trying to win this one. Feels like they need one. It feels like they need a turnover or a takeaway to win this game. And in the game, they beat Patrick Mahomes last season in week three. Yeah. They intercepted him twice. Yeah. And now, and one of those sealed the game because we've seen Patrick Mahomes put up points in 13 seconds in overtime in the playoffs. Yeah. There's no safe lead. I say in a quick Chris Clark, like feels like the Chargers only win this game with time expiring, kicking a field goal, right? Like it's just like Patrick Mahomes is the boogeyman in that sense where there's no amount of time you feel comfortable leaving that dude on the clock. That's true. But if the Chargers can kind of do 
if they can get these guys back, I feel decent about it. Like I feel oh, yeah. like they can pull something off here. I don't feel super confident they're going to win because I mean, the difference is Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, you have a lot more, you know, faith in those guys to use whatever weapons that they have left, even with guys sure. like Juju Smith-Schuster and McCole Hardman missing. Those are two huge misses for them. Those are two of their top receivers right now, especially Juju. He's the one free agent, it seems like, who's had a really good connection with Patrick Mahomes, especially moving the chains. Oh, yeah. He's probably out with this from this yeah. game with a concussion. First That's going machine. to play huge. And even though I picked him to lose yesterday, it feels like I'm kind of starting to feel like they might be able to pull something off here, and that's crazy what a difference one day can make will i change my prediction will i go mike williams again on my bold prediction i don't know yet because i haven't decided but we're going to get into that coming up right after this but i do need to tell you guys that the official betting sponsor of the locked on chargers podcast is betonline.net betonline is your number one source for sports betting info stats news and analysis get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from football to basketball to soccer to esports they've got it all at betonline.net BetOnline right now has the Chiefs as a minus six favorite in this game, and the over-under is at 50. So you can take what we do with our score predictions. If you want to go over-under based on what you think we're going to do, we're going to give you our score predictions at the end of the show. But it's not just that, because they have a lot of crazy props and stuff like that, too. I mean, you can go, who's going to get the first touchdown? Who's going to get the first timeout, right? Who is going to get the longest touchdown of the game? There's so many fun props to use at BetOnline, and that's something for me I love it. I go through all day on Sundays and just look for the weirdest props and random dudes to score touchdowns at plus 700. You get all that at BetOnline, and it's always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Make sure to head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more at BetOnline, where the game starts. Well, it's time to get into our predictions, David, and put our money where our mouths are. But we first have to get into our bold predictions for this one. And there's a couple different ways I can go with this one. Let's get into our offensive bold predictions here. First, who are you going with for this one? Who do you think is going to have a big night? Well, I was going to steal yours and go with Mike Williams, but I, I don't think know. That's, do that. I think that's your. I think that's your thing. So I'm, I'm I don't gonna, know if he's going to play. Yeah. How could I possibly pick him? I think you know that he's going to play. I think we know that he's going to play. I think he looks very, very good out there in practice, barring any setbacks. Mike Williams isn't that very... fast. I can't really tell if he's going 100% or not. To be honest. <laughs> That's a good point. That's Says good the point. guy who'd run like a 6-2 right now if he had to run 40. <laughs> Bo- Bo- both of us, for right. sure. But uh, offensive bull prediction in this one, I think it's been a while since Austin Eckler has really gone off. And, and really put together one of those virtu- virtuoso-type performances. And I think this is a really good one for him to do that. And I think it's because it's going to be the all-purpose yards in this one. I, I'm going to go with 125 all-purpose yards and two red zone touchdowns for Austin Eckler in this game. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> somehow I know it is a bold prediction, and it feels like he does that every couple of weeks, right? Like, that's, yeah. just, that's just what this dude does. He's Be nice to get a little bit more on the ground. Hopefully they can get something going in this game against, I think, you know, an average run defense that they're going up against. Yeah, they're nice giving up 99 yards of, per contest. Yeah, yeah. but it's more the four and a half yards per carry. You know yeah. what I mean? Just on The thing is, people can't really run a ton against the Kansas City Chiefs because the Kansas City Chiefs will go up on you three scores and have fun running right. the football when you're down yeah, by exactly. 21, right? Yeah. So, like, the Absolutely. overall yards they've allowed isn't very much, but I think that's a little bit of a mirage just because yeah, it's like be that's more game flow. Bit, sure. Yeah. Not only – <clears throat> I'm picking Mike Williams in this game. Mike Williams (laughs) is going to play in this game. The last four times he's played the Kansas City Chiefs, he 
averages 98 yards and a touchdown per game. He also has the 2018 performance of the year, three touchdowns, oh, yeah. gets the three touchdowns and the two-point conversion to seal things at the end of that game. Mike Williams gets up for the Kansas City Chiefs, and he's, there's no way he's letting himself miss this game nah, on Sunday no Night Football. He talked about it. He's like, this yeah. playing in primetime makes a difference to these dudes. Like, I know oh, from yeah. the outside looking in, we know it's cool for the Chargers to get the spotlight, but, like, it means something. Like, I remember oh, yeah. going back to high school, dude, like, you, you have a game, and you're like the game of the week that week, right? And you're going to be on yeah. the KUSI prep pigskin report yes. or something like that, you yes. know what I mean, in San Diego. And, like, you get up for that. You know, you don't want to get your, the brakes blown off you by Ramona. And well, like, hey, that be your on friends TV, and family and your, and your family's friends, they see you play every single week. It's sure. not every week that everyone around the county, everyone yeah. around the city gets to watch you play. It's the same thing. But no, on put the that biggest on scale yeah. there is in the NFL. 100%. And... and especially with a chance of redemption, you know, after last oh, yeah. week. I think Mike Williams is showing up for this one, and I think he's going to show out like he does against the Chiefs. I don't think they have a good matchup for him, even if, you know, Chris Clark thinks that's no. Joshua Williams, especially if he might have his running mate to take a little bit of heat off of him. I think he's going for eight catches, 125 yards, and two touchdowns in this one. Let's get to the defensive side of things here, David. I'm going to go with the Chargers' run defense. I'm going to say that the Chargers' run Run defense in this one is going to give up less than 60 yards, which would obviously be a great performance from them since they gave yeah. up almost that on one carry the last time these two teams <laughs> matched up. And I'm saying they're not going to give up a rush of more than 10 yards in this one, which I think I would it. be a huge benefit for them. Isaiah Pacheco somehow, even though he's not the dude that ran the ball against the Chargers well the last time or for the big run, yeah. that dude scares me more for some reason just watching those games with him i mean it seems like he runs a little bit more violently and i feel like that's kind of one of the things the chargers defense has really struggled with less than like the more shifty dudes at least historically like a christian mccaffrey they did better against christian mccaffrey than they did against elijah mitchell last yeah. week and it freaks me out that isaiah pacheco is number 10 now which was tyree kills number before you don't have to get into all that but david Nightmares. what are you going with on your defense yeah so i'm going i'm going with mr everything on defense I'm going with Darwin James having a huge performance in this game. You know, like you said, these guys get up for these games. The biggest, biggest stars on the biggest stage, shining the brightest. I think that big star is going to be Darwin James in this one. Ten tackles, one sack, and an interception specifically covering Travis Kelsey. Will you raise your bet and put a number on how many receiving yards Travis Kelsey is going to have when he's going up against Darwin James? We can make it that even. I like it. Yes. I think Derwin will allow three catches for 25 yards only. I think he's going to lock Travis Kelsey <laughs> up in this game. If he does that, I think they win. But let's figure out if we think who's going to win right now because we have to make our game predictions for this one on Sunday Night Football. The Chargers are looking for a chance at redemption, looking for a chance to stay alive in the AFC West because if they win this game, for as terrible as some parts of this season have been, They'll have the same record as, or they'll be one game back of Kansas City. They'll have the same amount of wins against each other as Kansas City. They'll be one and one against them with a chance to clean up the rest of the division and both go five and one in the division and just wait for Kansas City to slip up. Not like the Chargers are going to win the rest of their games, but this is a huge game. Like I've said before, I think the Chargers need either this game, the Dolphins game, or the Titans game because I think they'll probably go about four and one against those other five teams who are not very good. Yeah. This is a great chance for them to do it. <sighs> Do I change my score prediction, though? That is the question. I gave my word yesterday. I put my prediction down. No, I'm going to stick so with so hard. It. You know it. Yeah. You know no, it. I know. But I don't want to change it, though. I'll, I'll stick with it. I mean, that that's part of the game. You make your predictions early, and you don't know a lot of things, and we still don't know a lot of things. Sure, right? Of In fairness, 
I still don't know 100% that they're going to have Trey Pipkins, Gerald Everett, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. If they did have those guys, I guarantee you I wouldn't have picked the numbers that I did for this game, right? Even if I picked them to lose, it would be like a three-point loss or something where I feel good about them keeping it close again. How are you feeling about this one? Which direction are you going? Well, Daniel, fortunately, I have the benefit of being able to watch Keenan Allen and Mike Williams and Trey Pipkins and Gerald Everett all actually practice this week for the Chargers. And that does make the upset a last week. huge, huge difference. And yes, I did pick the upset. They did not come through with that, unfortunately. But I do think the Chargers understand how important this game is. And I think the players understand how important this game is. And for once, they are actually probably going to come into this game as healthy as they have since week one when they've had most of their weapons back. So I think with that being said, I think Justin Herbert is actually going to be able to look like Justin Herbert with his top two weapons available in this game. I don't know how much Keenan is going to play. I think he might be on some kind of a pitch count, but Keenan on a pitch count on the field, whether it's on the field or better is much better than being off the field, which is why I think the Chargers are actually going to win this game surprisingly they have never done well in these type of contests where they had a game where their season is kind of depending on it they've always kind of fallen through in those situations i think this is the one time where they actually show out when everyone in the world thinks they are going to lose i think they're going to win and i think it's going to be close because that's what chargers wins look like i'm going to go with 27 to 24 chargers victory on sunday night football And I don't think that score could be very far off, right? And if you're looking for the over-under out there, I mean, I had 33-24, so that's way over the 50. David has it over 50 in this one. So, I mean, I think that's – I don't don't think that's crazy, even though I picked them to lose by nine, right? And that might sound crazy now. We don't know what's going to happen. Keenan Allen, I think, is the biggest wild card in this one. Of course. Uh, But, like, that's not to diminish what it's going to mean to have Gerald Everett, hopefully, for a full game in this one because we saw what happened when he left last week. And he has a great matchup, as Chris Clark was talking yes, about yesterday. Does. Like the Kansas City Chiefs and those linebackers that you talked about don't play well against tight ends. Mm-hmm. And like, I want to also just talk about, hey, like, you know, I know people think it's like you pick the Chargers to lose and it's super negative and stuff, but it's like, right. hey, we're going to come on here and be real and say what we think is going to happen. Have David to has a gut feeling he's going to pick yeah. the Chargers to win, yeah. even when it might not, you know, the numbers and things might not tell him that. If I have a bad feeling about a game, I'm going to pick the Chargers to lose, right? And that, I mean, I'm at least like what I think I'm six and three or something like that this year. You're doing really them, well. So like, I mean, the, the bottom line is we're analysts here, right? We can't no, no, come for sure. in every single game and just pick the Chargers to win because because we cover the Chargers. We have to yeah. be objective as much as we possibly can. Of course, but the thing is too is just like I do feel like they can win, right? It's oh, just, absolutely. They haven't beat a good team this year, and that's that's a fair exact criticism. It's fair. It's just true. It's I mean, true. they have not beat a good team so far this season. Tell me. You can DM me. You can hit me up. You can at me. They haven't beat a good team this year. Let's see if they can do it this weekend. Because if they have those guys back offensively, not that they have no excuses, but they'll have the weapons at their disposable, uh, disposable at their okay. disposal to go get it done. Yes. Last week, they didn't have enough firepower, right? No. This week, they'll have enough firepower to hang with the Kansas City Chiefs if they get some of those guys back, it's just a wild card at this point. We're feeling as good as we have been that the Chargers could be healthy for this game, and there's just no amount of, you know, numbers you could put on that. Like, I mean, yeah. Marcus Spears put something great on ESPN. When Justin Herbert has Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, his yards per attempt are 7.4. Without him, it's 6.1. It's a gigantic difference. Huge. His QBR is 67 with both the, or without those guys, with, you know, missing either one of them or both of them. 
With him, it's 77. That's out of 100, and the average is 50. Average quarterback is 50. He's a 77 when those dudes are playing. It just it makes a ton of a difference. Look at Tua. Look yeah. at Joe Burrow without Jamar Chase. Like, having yeah. these weapons makes a huge, huge, Obvious. gigantic difference. And then also look at the teams like, you know, the Buccaneers and the Packers and some of these other underwhelming offenses, right? At times like everyone's kind of going through some of this to some extent. The yep. Chargers know why they haven't been performing, at least, you know, in a lot of ways because of the dudes they haven't had on the field. Right. That could change this week. So hopefully you guys are back here with us after Sunday Night Football to talk about a huge upset victory. And guess what? We'll be staying up with you guys to talk about it regardless. Win or lose, rain or snow, doesn't matter. We'll be here for you guys with our Chargers post game after the show, after Sunday Night Football on Sunday. Make sure you guys are here and make sure you don't miss it by subscribing to the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel. Also, following the show for free, as always, wherever you get your podcasts from. You listen on Apple Podcasts. You listen on Spotify. You can always find us there. And make sure to rate and review if you like the show as well. That always really keeps us going. You can also find the show every single day on all of our social media. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Talk Sports, David Drogemeyer on Twitter at DrotalkSD, and the show's Twitter at LockedOnLAC. You can also call into the voicemail line at 323-524-7924. If you guys want to get your 30-second question in there, we can get it on the next Chargers Mailbag Show. We'll definitely be doing one next week. And you can also find the show on Instagram at LockedOnChargers and our Locked On Chargers Facebook page. So thank you guys again for making us your first listen. If you need a second listen, make sure you guys go check out Locked On Sports Today. Locked On Sports Today is the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast from. But make sure you guys are here. Sunday Night Football, after the game, we will be your first listen. Then make sure to check out the Chargers postgame show. Hopefully we're talking about a gigantic victory that maybe changes the course of this Chargers season. So we're going to get into that. But until then, guys, take it easy and go Bolts.